Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. Each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Wild animals have a wide variety of adaptive behaviors which enable them to survive throughout the cold winter months. One animal with particularly unique ways of surviving the winter is the black-capped chickadee. Within their range, the black-capped chickadee is one of the most common birds to see at a feeder. These tiny birds have a black cap and bib, white cheeks, a soft gray back, and gray-edged wings. These chickadees seldom remain at a feeder for long, so you'll often see them fly in, maybe grab a few seeds, and then fly away and they'll eat them elsewhere. They associate in flocks and will often fly across roads and open areas one at a time. They can be found in pretty much any habitat that has trees or shrubs. They live in forests and woodlots. Um, you can find them in the middle of a city in a residential area. And you can also find them in weedy fields and even marshes with a lot of cattails. I think the black-capped chickadee was probably the first bird I knew. Um, like you said, it's probably one of the most common at the feeder. And you just see it in your backyard. And honestly, they are pretty cute, right? They are. They're small and puffy. Yeah. But uh, there is another chickadee in town, especially in Pennsylvania. Let's get into that. So if you draw a line from about the middle of New Jersey to the top of Texas and then down to the Gulf Coast, you have the general range of Pennsylvania's other chickadee. That species is called the Carolina chickadee. And the Carolina chickadee, as it turns out, it's a bit smaller and a little bit less colorful. Um, Has a higher pitched song. Somewhere between the black capped chickadee's range and the Carolina's range, there's actually a hybrid zone. And that's where the two species mix. Um, Scientists have actually studied this area in particular and found out that reproduction is often unsuccessful and the birds who mix in this range actually struggle to survive Um, and they also struggle to develop as well Uh, so that's something that i'm sure there's going to be more studies done on the hybrid just because that boundary level it seems to be changing and moving northward So in most of North America, the black-capped chickadee has a distinct short two-note song. And in college, I actually learned a way that you'll probably never forget once you hear it for identifying this bird. So the two-note sound almost sounds like cheeseburger. So before you think I'm crazy, we'll play it for you so you can listen too. So now that you have that stuck in your head forever, we can talk about their calls. So chickadees make their chickadee-dee-dee call using increased numbers of D notes when they're alarmed. They also have a gargling call, which is often given aggressively when a lower ranking bird gets close to a higher ranking one, and it's also exchanged between members of a pair. Black-capped chickadees also make a high-pitched C as a high-intensity alarm call, often when a fast-approaching predator is detected. So when another chickadee hears this call, they know to freeze in position until they hear a chickadee call signifying all clear. High C calls are most often given by the males. Now going back to the cheeseburger, I have to admit, 
stuck in my head now. Uh, Courtney shared it with me, I think, maybe a year, year and a half ago. Every time I'm out in the woods or step outside, whatever, and I hear a chickadee, you know, they're always talking about cheeseburgers now, so... It's almost annoying sometimes because you'll be sitting in the woods hunting or out hiking or whatever and you hear it over and over again. Yeah, but anyway, now you're familiar with what bird's making that sound too. So, uh, a cool study that I came across thanks to a friend um, helped me know a little bit more about how they survive at night. So these cold nights that were are upon us right now, um, how do they do it? So although a chickadee's feathers uh, and coat work well to retain heat, as we talked about, they're kind of fluffy. They look like they have a bunch of feathers. They do, and uh, their tiny body size means that they lose heat from the core to the skin surface more quickly than other birds. And the chickadees combat this through several different responses. So the black-capped chickadee hides seeds and other food and they store them to eat later and each is placed in a different spot and the chickadee can remember thousands of hiding spots uh, and this ensures throughout the day the chickadee has plenty of food to eat and this becomes an important factor in during the winter uh, so a biologist by the name of susan charbaugh did a study and found that black-capped chickadees gained an additional Get this 10% of their body weight each day by stuffing themselves. Sounds a lot like me during the winter, I think. <laughs> the Charbaugh study uh, used a tiny radio transmitter and attached that to the back of the chickadee. And that was done at the University of Alaska Fairbanks campus. Uh, so that night, she ventured out into the woods and following signals given off by the radio transmitter, Here's what they found. They found that chickadee had crawled into a tiny roosting cavity in the top of a birch tree with a broken top. Uh, further research on the black-capped chickadees throughout the years has shown that these tiny birds find those cavities like we were just talking about. They crawl into them, they puff their feathers, they lower their body temperature by nearly 15 degrees Fahrenheit, and then they use that fat and energy from the food that they ate all day to shiver throughout the night to stay alive. So while you're sitting inside your warm stove or heater with a blanket over you thinking that it's still cold out, think of that little chickadee who's out there shivering all night uh, just to stay alive. And then be thankful for your blanket or your heater. Yeah, but I, I thought that was a really cool study. Uh, I can only imagine the size of that little radio transmitter the comparison they gave for the size of that radio transmitter was something about the size of an M&M. So I wish they had included a picture in that study because that would have been cool to see. Yeah, it would have been. All right, so, you know, what's going on outside right now uh, in regards to chickadees? So these birds rely on um, day length, temperature, and limited food to know that it's still winter. But by about mid-January, so about right now, the male is already starting to sing his spring song, which is a clear whistled cheeseburger, or sometimes it can also sound like springtime. So why do they do this? Well, it's because it takes a chickadee pair a long time to cement their pair bond and become 
physiologically ready for the breeding season. So how do you attract these fun birds to your yard? Uh, chickadees can be attracted to your feeder using suet. They like sunflowers, they like peanuts. Uh, they'll visit small hanging feeders as well as window feeders. You can also plant birch. You can plant willow, alder trees right in your backyard. And black-capped chickadees prefer these species to nest in. The birds also readily use nest boxes, and they're especially attracted to boxes that are filled with wood shavings or sawdust. To keep wrens out of the chickadee box, it's best to place them at least 60 feet into a wooded area. So for more information on attracting this species and other birds in your yard, check out Project Feeder Watch at feederwatch.org. So just a few fun facts for the week. Every autumn, black-capped chickadees allow brain neurons containing old information to die, and they replace them with new neurons so they can adapt to changes in their social flocks and environment, even with their tiny brains. And going along with that, studies have shown that chickadees actually grow extra brain cells to help them remember where they cache their seeds at. And because small songbirds migrating through an unfamiliar area often associate with chickadee flocks, birders can watch and listen for chickadee flocks during spring and fall, and this will alert them to the presence of interesting migrants sometimes. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this program on chickadees. Um, I certainly did. They're one of those, I think one of those favorite birds of mine. So next time you're out in the woods or just taking a walk or whatever, listen for that call. And like I said, I promise you'll never forget it. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, if you have any questions to related to our show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org. And you can find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and you can find a contact form where you can reach out and you can ask questions. You can even make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs>